This is the Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer, as well as your host, Jeremy Allen. He helps small businesses with a big branding approach. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 21 of Big Branding Small Business. I'm your host, Jeremy Allen, and I am so thankful and grateful that you could join me for yet another amazing episode. Now, I had the privilege over the last week to have several interactions with some amazing designers, creatives uh, throughout the local area that I live in. And one thing that kept coming up through our conversations and completely two independent conversations was the idea of trust. Now, if you're familiar with the concept in design or branding or in business for that matter, there is a phrase that is used quite often called know, like, and trust. Now, that applies to content, that applies to your brand, that applies to just business principles in general. And even Entrepreneur Magazine several years ago produced an article that stated trust is the most important component of know, like, and trust. And there was a book that I was exposed to years ago by uh, Stephen Covey, uh, Franklin of the son of uh, Franklin Covey. Uh, hopefully all of y'all are familiar with Franklin Covey's work. If not, I suggest that you all go check it out. It's an amazing, amazing body of work that Franklin Covey has put out to this world. Now, in this book, Speed of Trust, he talks about... Uh, just that, the speed of trust. And he gives several examples about how you can have such complex interactions. But if you have trust at the heart of all these business transactions, it can save millions, if not billions of dollars, depending on the size of the company. One thing I found out there that I love, marketer and small business guy, Brandon Gal. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He has a podcast out there called The Blogging Millionaire. I highly recommend it. But anyway, he kind of breaks down the speed of trust. And so I'm just going to kind of scan over this uh, just to give you a synopsis of that idea. Now, number one factor about the speed of trust is that it increases the speed of business. So in the example that they talk about in the Speed of Trust book, it talks about a multi-billion dollar transaction between two companies, one buying out another, and that the owners knew each other very well, and they trusted their business decisions and how they built their business and the core of their business, so much so that they saved millions upon millions upon millions of dollars in legal uh, counsel and fees because they didn't need to go through all the paperwork and the nuances that you need to. Um, and number two is trust is affordable. Again, they saved so much money because they trusted each other that they knew that this transaction was going to uphold when they went through with it. And number three principle he gives here is trust yourself. Is um, Before you can trust others, you have to trust yourself first. And, and I wholeheartedly uh, believe in that, me dealing with just even small businesses and the fact that they trust me with their business and I trust them with the information that they are giving me as a brand designer and brand strategist is accurate and true and correct. Now, 
that also ties into principle number four of the speed of trust is integrity. And businessmen and women uh, who are trustworthy will always, always have integrity. And he describes integrity in this book as the ability to be honest whatever you can and wherever you can, even if you mess up. I know that's one thing in my day-to-day job that uh, has carried me uh, further and further is that I'm honest to a fault. And even when I mess up, I am honest to a fault. And yeah, big mistakes can cost your business time and money. And the vulnerability component of this is something that you rarely see. People always trying to cover up their tracks. But when you're vulnerable and you're honest and you make mistakes and you own up to these mistakes, it is crucial uh, component of any trustworthy person. And number five, he talks about good intention. Basically, the second major trustworthy attribute is content. You need to develop a positive intent for your actions and business model rather than simply trying to earn short-term profits. And that's why I love, love doing what I do with small businesses and creating the strategy component of it and this design that flows out of this strategy because it is a future thinking uh, way of running your business versus earning short-term profits and trying to figure out the next marketing or advertising hack or trick uh, to get you further down the road. Number six principle is knowing your capabilities. And that's what I I take into my daily practice and business when I work with other clients is I know what I'm capable of and I know what I'm not capable of. And I'm not going to try to snow over a client think, making them think I can do all things. I can't. And I know that. And I will be clear and concise with them up front. And the seventh thing that he talks about is results. Now, these results come from those micro steps that you take along the way, these things, these six principles that we've talked about that build up that trust and that you have that confidence. I know for me that it instills confidence when a client trusts me to handle their business and to handle the design for their business. And it builds solid results in the end. And that number eight principle he goes into is contribute to building trust. When you're building trust within a business or with your employees or whatever it is, you give back to the people or the organization. Uh, You give your effort. You give your time. You give your attention. And I know uh, I'll get into it a little bit later that giving time and attention Uh, to my clients uh, has always won the day and uh, number nine he talks about the trust tax basically when you manifest this so-called trust tax it causes people to be less open with their actual desires and fears which slows the speed of progress in business and it limits um, any activity and it makes people less likely to take positive risk Uh, number 10 that he talks about is trust waves I'll just keep going through these. Number 11 is relationship and organization trust. Number 12, market and societal trust. Number 13, smart trust. 14, restoring trust if you have to. And then 15, just talking straight. Like just be honest. Be yourself. Be authentic. Don't try to showboat or to act like you are better than or more, no more than. 
and uh and really i think these principles uh even though that i don't study and build these all 15 of these principles that he pulled off his website into my daily practice that i firmly believe that there has to be trust above everything else between a client and a designer, a brand designer, or a graphic designer, or a brand strategist, or any client consultant coaching relationship where you have two people working together and the main objective is to grow and enhance and or make their business better. Now, back to that original phrase that I said that a lot of you may have heard of is no like and trust. And basically, a quick definition of that is it means that you want them to have a positive perception of your brand and you want to build that relationship based on the knowledge they have of your brand, the favorable feelings they have of your brand. Again, it goes back to a few episodes ago where it's it's what people say about your brand or say about you when you're not in the room. And trust. Trust in the quality and the consistency of your product or your service. And this relationship with your customers or your clients can lead to increased loyalty, whether that's brand loyalty, whether that's repeated business, or a positive word of mouth that they may have when talking to other people about what you bring to the table. And I have found this to be true and trustworthy above anything else. And that's to me, is the biggest thing that I love about uh, running this process, running this particular strategy, this framework that I uh, run in my branding business, is that I am so upfront and honest with clients. I've had several clients come to me wanting, oh, I need a website, or I just need a logo. And I always dig beyond that. I don't say yes at the drop of a hat. I know in a lot of cases there are designers that are just wanting that next hit, that next fix, that next job just to make a little bit of money uh, to carry them down the road. But I've been fortunate enough to get to the point to where I can say no, and that is a hard thing to do for a lot of designers and even big agencies when trying to build up their agency is to say no to clients because when I say no, I don't just say no to them. I say I don't do just that. But the reason why I don't do just that is because I find it easier to work with clients when we do a proper brand strategy first. I find it more beneficial for you as the client that you create the brand strategy first because... I know for a fact the results will be that you will save time and you will save money when you're working towards creating marketing or advertising or even going into sales. When you have that foundational component of a proper brand strategy, proper brand design, then you create that consistency that builds that trust. Now, 
Again, this all goes back to the core component of communication and collaboration. And these are all just, these are both critical components of any successful client relationship, especially in the world of branding and brand strategy. Whether you find that designer or brand strategist on Fiverr or Upwork or any other freelance site, uh, you have to establish a open line of communication, not just from the client to the uh, designer, but the designer or the strategist has to have that open line of communication and a heart towards collaboration. Now, the communication component of it, the great communication is essential for ensuring that you, the client, and us, the brand strategist, the designer, have a very clear understanding of the goals and objectives of any project. And I, in my outline, I always, always clearly, it's, it's even as simple as three bullet points that I just say here are the things that we're going to cover and here are the things that you're going to see and once I show them those things whatever that may be then I even follow it up with now here are our next steps it's a super simple thing to do and incorporate but it carries so much weight and it carries that good communication skill uh, all the way through the project. And even on top of that, having regular check-ins and updates help ensure that everyone is on the same page and that any misunderstanding are addressed at that time so that you can make any adjustments. I always do a recap after any workshop I do. I know some of you have listened to the episode where I go through my workshop and that workshop is available to anyone for free for just a simple email address on my website at nobsbranding.com. But after I do that workshop and ask these strategic questions, I do a recap. Now, a recap is nothing more than me taking the interview, the questions, the answers, and putting them back in front of the client. It's not me being some kind of genius or coming up with some clever presentation or acting smarter than I actually am. It is really just putting the answers back in front of the client so that they can be assured that this is exactly what they said. And once they sign off on that verbally, then I can move beyond that point. Once we move beyond that point, we create another check pin, and then we both come to an agreement. This is where we were. This is where we are. We agree, yes or no. Boom. We move past that point. Now, at any point, would they ever say, no, I changed my mind, or not this, or not that? We can address those issues at that time. Um, most cases that I've seen out there with frustrations that may lie within the design community and or the business community is because there hasn't been effective and clear and there hasn't been effective and clear communication and there hasn't been check-ins. 
it's a designer goes off in his deep dark dungeon and creates a bunch of stuff and then spits it back out and hopes and expectations that the clients is going to love it because they put their heart and soul into it and everything that they had and they didn't create that consistent communication but this point just speaks to the collaboration aspect of it and the collaboration between the client and the brand strategist and or designer it's key to any brand strategy that has any unique needs or unique goals that the client may have a collaborative approach allows for the exchange of ideas and feedback leading well to ultimately a more effective and customized brand strategy that just solidifies what i just mentioned about just having a trust between you you builds that trust one step at a time and when you have that trust between that's built up between the communication and the collaboration aspect of it then you work together and you work more openly and you are just building a stronger working relationship and then you gain that mutual respect and you gain that trust and that all ties us into having perfect alignment now i know a lot of designers out there will try to pitch you three four five logo concepts i'm using air quotes because it's to me it's branding and brand design and brand strategies more than just a logo but in a lot of cases small business hire these freelancers these uh other designers because they are affordable or they can just provide just the logo because that's all they need and most designers don't go far enough to ask all these questions to build this relationship to build this trust and to communicate but when you do all these things and you come into perfect alignment and you end up working towards the common goal and basically this helps you avoid any misunderstanding and it ultimately leads to a more effective and efficient project in a lot of cases i only show one concept maybe two but they're not too far apart from each other there might be a slightly different element to one versus the other in some cases for me it's i i feel torn like i think this would work but i know this would work as well and i've give them a two option but i don't really go beyond that because in most cases we've done so much pre-collaborative communicative work in the beginning that the outcome that flows out of that is exactly what the client was requesting and or asking for actually my very first client i had her in tears tears of joy because i was able to extract everything from her brain and put it onto paper i made her dreams come true i know that sounds pompous or arrogant or whatever the case may be but those are the words that she used she was very adamant about um how i was able to take everything out of her brain and make it a reality effective communication effective collaboration are absolute critical components of any successful brand consultant brand designer brand strategist client relationship and 
ultimately that helps build that trust. And when you align those expectations and when you ensure that there will be a successful outcome for any project that you work on, that brings you back to you know, you like, and ultimately you trust this relationship. And that all goes back to a positive review, a positive word of mouth recommendation. And I honestly think that this is a key component that is missing when working with a lot of other designers and brand strategists. There are lots of great strategists and brand designers out there. Uh, I follow a lot of them. I look to a lot of them for inspiration. But I also see in the design community where this is missing. So you as a small business owner, just be aware and be keen to the fact that you need to have this relationship above and beyond anything else when you're trusting your business, your brand, your future, your reputation in the hands of another person. Thank you again for listening to Big Branding Small Business. Like I mentioned earlier, you can find my workshop for free at nobsbranding.com. All I ask is for a simple email in exchange. And then after you download that workshop, you'll probably get an email that has the episode where I ran the workshop on one of my clients on air so that you can kind of see some of the questions and the further thinking that goes behind that. But if you don't want to worry about it and you don't want to have to think about those things and you want to rely on somebody that you know, like, and trust, then feel free to reach out to me uh, through my website at nobsbranding.com or you can email me at hello at nobsbranding.com. Well, thank you for listening to Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer Jeremy Allen. He helps small business with big branding approach. And as you heard him say, his website is nobsbranding.com.